Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm making my New Year's resolution in April to get all of you guys, everyone, not just Tyler, not just Britain, everyone out there in, in, in podcast land, dog the bounty hunter autobiographies come Christmas. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> Happy quarantine time, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm Alex, <laughs> and I'm Britain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a Tiger King when you've got Dog the Bounty Hunter? <laughs> Timely. Um, These are the questions we all ask oh, ourselves. Man. Well, how are you guys holding up during these unprecedented times? This is an historic uh, period of our history. How are you guys holding up? I think based on my opening bit, not well. <laughs> yeah, things are uh, things are getting a little deranged. I think. Yeah. Which is okay. You know. It's uh, fine. Uh, yeah. I mean, sometimes the night is darkest just before the dawn. Sure. <laughs> and I promise you, the dawn that is the dark night rises is coming. That is what a man with a that's what a, a big old chin once said in a movie. Um, <laughs> Aaron Eckert is very talented. He's great in that. Um, uh, yeah, what 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 have you guys? Before we jump into the movie, what how have you guys been dealing with all this? Have you guys been like watching a lot of movies, reading books? Like, how have you been coping? I know you both work from home, so you've been able to keep that somewhat some some bit of normalcy that way. Well, I guess not. So I guess let's just dive into the movie. Um, I don't know. I've been watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. That's a pretty good show. I think it says all you need to you need to know. You know. Yeah, I think it does. I think we've, um, we've I, set our piece. Yeah, I was just following Tyler's lead. <laughs> I was also following your lead. Yep. Okay. Uh, this episode of Here Come the Sequels was written by Harold Pinter. Let's <laughs> dive on in. Um, what movie are we talking about this week, guys? Yeah, we uh, are going fast to be five talking about a Fiastive. <laughs> they use the big F. Oh, yep, okay. and then no, I fall. I fall. Um, alternatively, uh, Toretto's Eleven. I would accept as ah. well. Um, I, I I was a little bit disappointed by by the the naming in this one. I know we've made fun of that with the mm-hmm. other movies, but this one in particular, it's not that there are like just five on the team, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, cause, cause, like, I look at a title like Fast Five and I think, oh, it's like the Magnis- Ni- Magnificent Seven or Ocean's Eleven right. or something like that, where the number, it, like, it, they use it as, like, a funny thing to be like, oh, here's how many are on the team. I, genu- no, I genuinely did not. This is just not, the fifth one. Genuinely did not think that at all. I had that thought at one point not and then completely, like, forgot about it by the time I watched the movie because I was too busy making fun of the title. Um, <laughs> but that is fair. Anyways, <laughs> Fast Five... Directed by Justin Lin from 2011, which is strange for me to think about because it doesn't feel that long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a 77% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an 83% audience score. And that's the highest of the bunch. Uh, Tyler Britton, explain why this is the best film ever made. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I'll give it a shot. Um... <laughs> did this, did this, guy, this, this to me felt like okay, we're here. Like, when we had talked about doing this franchise and what we were looking forward to seeing in this franchise, I think this is the first movie to 
or I think this movie has most fully delivered on that promise so far. And I've liked all the movies <laughs> yeah. so far to one degree or another. I don't think any of them have been outright bad. Uh, I, I, I've enjoyed them all to one degree or another. But this one, I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> yes, I would agree. It was, it is, I'm, I'm, we're not quite at the point where it has like a sense of humor about how silly it is, but this movie gets pretty crazy in some pretty fun ways. I think we talked about this a little bit in the last one. This one, I think the tone is almost perfect. I think they, yes, yes. they get to where they're like, okay, we, we know kind of how much to steer into it. We know that this is a little bit silly. We've got to poke fun at not even ourselves, but just like have fun. We have to, yeah. we have to make jokes. We have to put stuff in there to make these feel like humans characters. Um, but we don't have to completely just like make sure that nobody thinks that like, we don't have to be scared of people thinking that we take this seriously. We right. can have a little fun with it while while still being like, no, it's a, we're we're going with it. Like we we want people to be invested in these characters, um, and when in doubt, bring in funny characters from the past movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was something that I felt the last movie it, it it drifted too much into melodrama and didn't really seem to get that. And this movie yes, never goes yes. too far. It'll 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 get into that lane a little while, but it never stays there too long. Yep. Um, yep. So that said, should we dive? Well, it's, it's- I was, I was just going to say, it's very nice to see a franchise that kind of, with each movie, it, it kind of realizes, not all of the mistakes, but at least some of the mistakes, and, mm-hmm. and kind of the, it, it, no pun intended, it gets into the mechanics of why the films work yeah. and don't work, and they actually try to improve themselves each time. Mm-hmm. I feel like, to varying degrees of success, I do feel like they are actively trying to improve with each film. Oh yeah, yeah. certainly. And this is probably the the first time they went like, oh, we're gonna get to like, like do this, like yeah. we're we're in it. Well, I guess that was probably the last one, but now they've like they've got all the crew and they've got like they're getting big names and this <clears throat> felt like a well, I think big Hollywood product. I think with the last one too, there's probably a, a sense of like, okay, we're trying to reboot this. We need to make this work because if we don't, the franchise will probably be dead in the water. Sure. It lost like the last the last three movies. None of them like flopped, but they all kind of slowly lost money yeah. more and more on like higher budgets. And so like I think the last one was probably a little bit playing it close to the the chest because they were like, well, we don't know if this is gonna work yeah. correctly. I don't know. We're trying to to start it over and make sure that it you know really jumps off this time, but we're not sure. Whereas this one, I think they were like, okay. Four movies in, people trust our brand. They've all made yeah. money. Now let's do this. Um, yeah, and and our stars have become more and more... Like, we have a better idea of what people like about Vin Diesel and what people like about yep. Paul Walker. Um, yes. <clears throat> so shall we dive in with best and worst? Who wants to go? Uh, I can go. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, my best thing is going to be something that I mentioned previously. Uh, just bringing back old cast members from previous mm-hmm. films. Because, hey... That's that's how you use a franchise like this, where where you have people that that haven't been around for a movie or two, and they suddenly come back, and it's a lot more impactful to your audience. Yep. Um, and it's one of those things where they don't just have them basically be walk-on cameos like Han was mm-hmm. in the last movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually use them for story purposes. And if you're gonna have someone as a walk-on ca- cameo, Avo Men- Mendez. Um, you use it for a stinger in the credits. Yeah. <laughs> you don't use it as a plot point in your movie. Um, so I thought all of that was really well handled. I was so happy to see Ludacris and, and Tyrese Gibson and um, Han, as we mentioned again, uh, Gal Gadot again. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just nice seeing all these characters back and 
for the most part they have like really good chemistry with each other like this is a fun group um some the best parts of this movie are just them planning the heist yep when they're all hanging out mm-hmm. together and they're all debating what the best course of action is yeah i love when they're all like standing around that table with the big map and they're all leaning on it and they've all got this like so what's the plan who's your daddy kind of kind of vibe <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's that's what uh, Vin Diesel said, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does say the word father in this movie, but it literally sounded like, my father. <laughs> Did it sound like there were a couple times where, where he was having to do, like, dramatic scenes and he was just mumbling yes. the whole time? Like, <laughs> it felt very distinct in terms of his just pronunciation of words yeah no i got that a few points i've been uh, i've watched three episodes of the tv show chicago pd which is exactly what you think it is but the lead <laughs> the lead man on that show no exaggeration talks like this we gotta get the perp and he's hiding out in the warehouse and we're gonna go in there and send my guys so what i'm saying is crossover opportunity sure because sure. i want him and vin diesel to yell at each other <laughs> And, and then play that against, like, a wind machine and see if you can tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> what would be your uh, your worst thing there, Alex? Um, Honestly, it was kind of difficult for me to come up with a worst thing just because the, the one thing I came up with – the first thing I thought of when I, I, I watched the movie was Tyler talks about his love of aliens partially because there's the whole thing of, like, we've got these multiple different mm-hmm. parties – fighting each other for control or, or you know whatever the situation may be different and I motivations was immediately getting i was immediately getting vibes of that mm-hmm. um because obviously we have dom and, and his crew trying to steal the the uh the money um from from is he, is he a mayor what what is he Governor? i think so yes um reyes um then obviously we have reyes and kind of his his goons and then we have the rock and, and his group of government agents like i don't know all, all that interplay was was a lot of fun um, and and really, The Rock is for the most part he's an antagonist in this movie. Um, so so it's kind of hard for me to say. I, I do think my worst thing is going to be the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, I think once again we we kind of have a villain problem that's a bit more remedied than yes. some of the others, yeah. just yeah. because The Rock is very much an antagonist in the movie. But Reyes, I thought, was completely flat. His right hand guy was completely flat. Oh yeah, didn't care about any of that side of things but it, once again it was remedied by the fact that we have the rock and kind of his special forces guys that made and, things a bit more interesting and he gets more screen time as well yeah so yeah and they, and they seem to and all of the villains in these movies have been they've just been plot devices but because he was yeah. a the secondary villain i was fine with him just being a plot device because like okay you're just here to set up reasons for everyone else's paths to cross and for all the cars yeah, to start right. going well, I, I think that speaks highly of the movie when, when my worst thing is going to be, yeah, the secondary villain didn't really care for him. Yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I had a hard time really thinking of, like, a specific thing of, like, yeah, I, I could do without that. Um, there were some plot points that I thought were kind of questionable, and I'm going to need some clarification on what exactly happens sure. in the opening. Um, yeah. But, but nothing really <laughs> deal-breaking. Yeah. So. Sure. Yeah, that's, a, that's what I got. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Tyler? Sure. Um, I think my best thing is uh, as much as... I mean, there's a lot that I loved about this and we'll talk about it, but my best thing is going to be Dwayne Johnson, I think. Sure. I think he breathes yeah. such a good life into this uh, 
series that was not really getting stale, but like you know, he's just such a, a great new presence to immediately yeah. like him combined with all the everyone else is just like oh this is like a, a cast like this is when, when he walks out the back of the plane and you just see the back of his head uh-huh. i wanted to stand up and applaud <laughs> yeah like it's the rock yeah, yeah. Um, i know him <laughs> i think he's a ton of fun in this uh he he's he's hammy he does a lot of the like uh very quippy i'm trying to remember I, I don't know if i can remember any off the top of my head but he's got a lot of quippy lines that are like the the police chief like classic like yeah uh weird uh insults to throw at people and stuff like that um he's he's a lot of fun he's intimidating because he's obviously huge um and i love the the way he his character kind of gets introduced and gets played in terms of him um being like oh i want uh this girl because i like her smile and i I forget what's the the name of the character his sidekick yeah elsa pataki plays her i cannot remember starts with a g i'm pretty sure elena or not i don't know um Elena yeah, Neves? Right, right. Yes, that's yes, that is correct. Um she uh where where he shows up and he's like, Oh yeah, I want uh her because she's got a pretty smile and the the corrupt officials are just like, Okay, whatever. But then he it turns out like, oh, he's done his back his uh background checks and he knows that she's like the only one that can't be bought because she has a personal stake in this and her uh, husband was killed and like all that stuff is is an, immediately a cool way to start this character to be like, Oh, he knows He's not, like, trying to abuse his, I don't know, like, FBI task force thing. Like, he's yeah. clearly, he clearly goes over the line and is, like, an insane cop. Um, but he also, like, is has has some sort of code and, and is not trying to play along with these corrupt dudes. And yeah. um, What also subverts the, the trope that, that, um, that we've sort of been criticizing in the, the past few movies with the, with the over-sexualization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it subverts that. I don't know. He's pretty sexy. Well, because I, I, that's true. Th- those biceps, man. Are you kidding me? Oh my god! <laughs> I, I I remember him saying that in the movie. I'm like, oh, is that is that how we're playing this? And yeah, it ends same. up being like an actual story reason why he recruits her. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I remember that being like, oh, that's okay. You thought about yeah. it. Thanks. Yeah. And there's, I appreciate that. <laughs> this movie overall does a much better job than I think any of the past ones in that regard. And we'll talk about that. We'll get into why that is and some of the other kind of sexualization stuff that we were upset with in the last ones, but I think this one does a good job of kind of turning that on its head. Um, but yeah, I think Dwayne Johnson is, he's, he's great in this season. I mean, he's not like, you know, it's not uh, Oscar winning performance or anything, but it's, sure. it's exactly what you would hope he'd be doing in something like this. And it's just a ton it, of fun. And it, yeah, it's great. It, it's, it's pulpy, hammy mm-hmm. action guy, but does, cause he, had, I mean, obviously this guy is just bursting with charisma yep. and, and he's a, He's a good actor. Like we mm-hmm. haven't. I'm I'm waiting for his prestige movie. You know what I mean? He's always mm-hmm. fun to watch. And if he just does blockbusters for the rest of his career, we'll all we'll all be lucky and happy. Like that's fine. Yeah. But I'm waiting for someone to do the like. Let's put him in like a like his fox catcher. You know, kind of situation. Um, I I, I think he's got it in him. And I I also had a, a ton of fun with him in this, where he just seemed to be. We hadn't gotten to a point with him in movies yet where we realized, oh, he can be funny beyond just, hey, he's the tooth fairy or yeah. Pat, whatever one he is. But, yeah, yeah. like, you know, we he actually has this comedic ability we would see in Jumanji and whatnot. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree. What a fun jolt of energy to have in, in an already pretty energetic franchise. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just helpful because he's not just using his physical pre- yeah. presence to appear threatening or, or like a macho thing. He's also using it for comedic effect. Yep. Yeah. 
So, absolutely. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, I think my my worst thing, and this is not going to be. I, I've already brought up the uh, Marvel movies, the MCU, too many times while talking about these movies, um, and I'm going to bring it up probably a lot more on this podcast because I think there's a lot of strange parallels for a movie that came out a year before The Avengers. <laughs> um, <laughs> but th- I th- your worst thing is that it didn't have Alan Silvestri's score. Yes, my worst thing is that at no point did Captain America uh, wield Mjolnir. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> See, no. then they would have gotten into the safe much faster. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Uh, you say, uh, I just want to point out to all our listeners, Joseph's ears just pricked up <laughs> somewhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> not... Went, not hmm? We should establish not while we're, uh, re- or not when this comes out, like when this episode comes out, right now, like while we're yeah, recording. Yeah, while we're recording it. Joseph yeah, absolutely. Just he just. Yeah. <gasps> um, and then, um, anyway, what was I going to say? The, yeah, uh, the, as far as my worst thing, I think it has sort of a, the same problem that the Avengers movies sometimes get into, where they come up with a big horde of. Uh, baddies that nobody like cares if they die. <laughs> oh sure. Um, because the finale of this movie, they are just tearing through, and somehow miraculously not killing any civilians. I guess. Uh, in, yeah. In, uh, Rio, um, on the streets of Rio with this giant safe, and we'll get into that whole set piece, which is a ton of fun. Um, but they are just dragging this massive safe uh, on th- with their muscle cars throughout Rio and like smashing buildings and stuff like that. And somehow every- no right. one gets killed, but there are definitely a lot of uh, cops that get killed. And the excuse is just kind of like, oh, well, they're corrupt cops. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> right. um, and I feel like that is sort of the same thing where it's just like, eh, Tyler, eh. when you've lost your virginity to this freaking movie. <laughs> okay. Weird. Pull Hang, ball, on. Right? Hang on. Hang <laughs> on. Um, Alex, do you want to tell us more about when you watched this movie? <laughs> yeah, I watched it with my best pal, Zack Snyder. I was going to say, this is... And you gave him your treasure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? He it helped a... me enjoy this, like, tenfold. He explained His... every little plot detail. The the treasure was the Blu-ray cut of uh, the Justice League Snyder uh, edition. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, see, see, Jason Momoa says he's seen it. Nah, I'm the only one that's really seen it. <laughs> and don't you forget it. The type of podcast we are is precluding the panoply of jokes I have in, like <laughs> screaming in my head right now. So let's move so basically, on. Britton, let me just give you some context real quick because I don't know how many people actually know this. Zack Snyder had like a, a screening of several of his movies about a year ago and he showed Batman vs. Superman. And somebody asked him in a Q&A session afterwards about how he responded or how he felt about the, the Batman killing thing mm-hmm. after the movie had been out for several years. And he goes on this tirade talking about how... Like, oh, uh, if you believe that, that your your superheroes can live in a fantasy or, or like, that, that he, your heroes in real life aren't, like, doing terrible things, you're living in a freaking dream world? Which is exactly what a villain says to Superman in a comic book, by the way. Sure. But, brushing that aside, he also uses the phrase, when you've lost your virginity to this freaking movie. <laughs> he uses that phrase exactly. So, um... Yeah. <sighs> If you have to explain the joke, it's no longer funny. Tyler, continue. To uh, to get us back on track here, our one audience member, Alex Prime, has uh, informed me that uh, The Rock is hot, and my worst thing should be that uh, she wants him instead. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, no, I, th- I think that it gets into that flaw that 
people kind of tend to throw at the Avengers movies as well, where it's kind of like, oh, they've got a bunch of robots, they got a bunch of aliens. That you know, it's not really uh, sort of. They don't have to be concerned about ripping these things apart. And obviously, these these are still humans in this movie, but it is the same thing of like, okay, well, we're just kind of going along with this because they're all corrupt. And therefore, yeah. they're all very bad, and you don't have to worry about them. And it's kind of like, well, eh, in, in reality, there would be a lot of those people who are like on the payroll because they have to to feed their families, whatever. But yeah, I guess we're yeah. just kind of uh, setting that aside, and because they do, they do murder a lot of people. In I this. mean, in, in, in I, I don't think that that comparison is very fair. Number one, because the MCU, I think they take great pains to talk about you know, the actual collateral damage and trying sure. to save people during all that sure. stuff. But then also, those are superhero movies, and, and that superhero is the other movies thing, yeah. are just naturally inclined to talk about their heroes being heroic and, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. morality of, of actively trying to save yeah. people. These guys are a bunch of criminals. Yes. That like, is the this and, is... and this this is starting to verge on what I was concerned about um, in comparison to the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, mm-hmm. where at what point... Like, I'm supposed to be supporting the pirates the whole way through, but a lot of them are really terrible people, sure. and I feel like I should not be on their side. <laughs> so th- this what didn't quite break my, my suspension of disbelief there, mostly because of how much fun this movie is, yes. but it was, it was was it's getting right up on the edge yeah, yeah. with regards to that. And that is, this is not a very strong worst thing, because that is the big difference, is that they aren't technically supposed to be heroic. Like, they don't have to, like, not kill people. Um, right. But it is still kind of like mm, a little squeamish about this. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, I did appreciate that once they actually get to the bridge, it is literally just cops chasing yes. them at that point. Like the civilians have all kind of been yeah, cleared. Yeah. yeah. So at least there's that. Yeah. They thought about it at least a little bit. Yeah. Oh, also, just one one quick thing to piggyback off off my worst thing being Reyes. I didn't really care that we just got one token scene to be like, oh, he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like all through exposition. He's talking about like, oh, oh, I, 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 you know, give people things and that, that I own them then. I don't inflict violence on them. And that's like all we get for, oh, he's like an evil, corrupt businessman, government guy. I didn't right. really get like a sense that he was actually like... I don't know. We didn't actually see him do anything evil. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. So, it was a little bit of a tell don't show when it should have been the opposite. Yeah, and and this is something. I mean, action movies have had this for as long as there have been action movies. Of you, you, you have to accept the fact that it's gonna be hyperbolic. Like mm-hmm. you, have, like morally speaking, you're gonna be like, but. <laughs> But do those people deserve to die? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't... Like you said, it's totally different when it's a bunch of aliens, a bunch of zombies, a bunch of drones or whatever. But when you have a situation like that and it... it yeah. It, it, and, and this movie is hyperbolic and crazy enough. Like a like John Wick where I'm yes. like, okay, we're all watching the choreography. We're not actually going, oh, I love watching people get murdered. It's yeah. a different yeah. vibe. Because um, this is something I wrestle with all the time since I've started watching horror movies. Like, why am I not bothered in the way that I probably should be by the violence and like Bone Tomahawk, for example? <laughs> um, like, I, obviously, I am bothered by it, but you know, that's a whole other, a whole other scene. Um, the joke was right between the eyes. So, my best thing 
about this film is going to be the uh, <clears throat> the team up montage. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things I love about the movie. Only nothing really that I really disliked, but I thought the team up montage was so much fun. Because it was this affirmation of, like, everybody you've wanted to see, they're all coming back. But I also loved how they kind of had to just make up reasons for the people. Like, in in movie, Vin Diesel's like, we're going to need a guy yep. who can talk his way into anything. You know, like Tyrese. <laughs> My f- well, I mean... To be fair, they do actually use that no, in they, the movie. And they oh, they absolutely do. They use but everyone, my, yeah. yeah. They do. My favorite thing was when they just invented this backstory for Tej being like a techie. Yeah. And I was actually fine with it because he just he waves it off like, I had a life before you met me. And I was like, that's <laughs> right. fine by me. But I loved the setup of like, there's going to be a lot of surveillance. We need someone who's good with circuits. <gasps> Ludicrous, of course. <laughs> I was just disappointed that he didn't still have the afro from oh, Fast yeah. and Furious. Sure. And what's even worse is during the credits, they show little clips of everyone from the, from the yeah. previous movies they've been in. So they show him from this movie, and then they show the shot. I'm like, well, you guys are willing to, <laughs> to like recognize, oh, yeah, he added an afro in a previous movie. Just go yeah. all out. And they this all signed this. Five. And they all signed the screen. Oh, good stuff. <laughs> But yeah, I, I just I, I like that a lot. I thought it was just really fun, and then it was fun seeing all of those characters meet, like Han and Gal Gadot and uh, Tej and Tyrese. And so I guess my worst thing is just, oh right, those two other guys <laughs> who like I get they were in yeah. they were in the previous movie. I think they're in the first one, if I'm not mistaken. In the first one, okay, okay. Wait, where where were they in the first one? I thought that's were, where they came from. Were Am they part of that crew? Because I, I was like, I think I remember them, but well, and I understand they were just like, I guess they, when the writers were like, uh, let's get them again, or I don't know. It, it, but I, they were just kind of also nope. there. Based on the credits of one of them, they are in the last one. Okay. These these being. Um... Leo and Santos is who we're talking about. Yes. yes. I was expecting, honestly, I, I had forgotten that they were in one of the, the last ones, and I think that just speaks to the, the limited amount of screen time they get. Yeah, um, and they weren't bad by any means. I think it was just like in the midst of all this, like, oh, there's Han, there's Tej, there's, you know, so-and-so to go, oh, right. Oh, and here are these two who are, right. all, who are no, always arguing. I was arguing. honestly expecting... I was expecting them to be turncoats. I was, I was like, mm, oh, sure. they've got very limited screen time. They're kind of just being used for jokes. Yeah. Um, I was expecting something to happen there, and I'm, I, I am kind of glad that they didn't end up going that route because then it would have been very obvious. I was expecting Vince to be a full turncoat. Um, yeah. I, I, when he came back, I was expecting that too, and that's yeah. I, I, I will say um, that's that's one of the parts that i think is kind of weak with this story is just mm-hmm. how they handle him in general but uh, uh, uh britain did you did you finish with your best and worst yeah and i mean uh, i will say if there's any character they need if, if they felt the need to kill off one of our heroes take vents <laughs> that's fine by me <laughs> um but yeah that's, I did, I did that's me really respect that they brought him back no for sure and i think and i like that again like you said he wasn't a walk-on cameo like he's their inroad to this thing and then the way they utilize him. And also, he has a baby son in this movie who is so hilariously cute. <laughs> Every time they showed that kid, I swear to God, just started giggling. Like, that kid is so <laughs> precious. Oh, my goodness. 
but but it's it's really nice that once again we're not forgetting the conflicts from the past movies. Mm-hmm. We're not forgetting why Vince like has a grudge with Paul Walker. Um and I really like how they they do a flip where where him and Paul Walker start to get into a fight. And instead of in the first movie where Vin Diesel tells Vince to go walk it off, he tells Paul Walker to go walk mm-hmm. it off. Yeah. This is, it's it's a it's a nice little thing to, and they don't have to do it and the, the movie would be fine without it but it's just nice to know like oh hey hey fans we respect you we know you've watched these movies and you actually enjoy them here's a little something for you oh th- there is so much attention to the continuity in these movies yeah. which is which very is so Im- strange this should not of yeah. all the franchises that I follow and I'm obsessed with, and they just butcher the continuity <laughs> left and right, and then this franchise yep. maybe handles it the best of the, all of them? Up like, to this point. This to Terminator or X-Men. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I want to put a pin in that for now, because I feel like that'll be a good capper discussion on this, yeah. comparing it to other franchises. Uh, but I 100% agree. Ava Mendes showed up in the stinger. Yep. <laughs> to tell us Michelle Rodriguez was still alive. Uh-huh. That's good stuff. Um, you have my respect, Fast where, Five. Where, have my respect. Where do we? I don't even know where we want to dive. There is a lot of plot in this movie, um, and not in can a way start, that's like too. I think. Stuff. Can we start with 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 the opening heist? Because I, I just need some clarification about what exactly sure. happens there. Um, so after our opening, which is a continuation of the end scene from, from the previous film, Mm -hmm. which also when, when Paul Walker just stops his car and the bus (laughs) flips, flips I, I immediately knew, oh, physics is just out the window. (laughs) Okay. He flips Uh, the bus and like it, it rolls forever. And then I think everyone inside it is presumed to be fine. And then it just, oh yeah, everyone's fine. That's five. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that was so awesome. I, I, I really appreciated it like, just up front. They're just like, all right, we're, we've this, transcended to a new level here. This is the movie. <laughs> Let's make it one It literally thing happens clear. between four and five. Yeah. It's the end of one and the beginning <laughs> of another. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Um, but the actual opening, where the, the, once they meet up with Vince, mm-hmm. um, and they, they're like, okay, we're, we're going to do this last job. It'll get us a bunch of money, and then we can kind of run away. Um, and they, they, they want to steal a bunch of these, these cars from the back of this train. Yeah. And Vin Diesel ends up showing up. Um, and I guess they're working with Reyes' goons? Yes. Is that the idea? Because um, that's where Vince got the job through them. Right. And, like, they, that, they hired him and okay. Mia and Vin Diesel and Paul Walker. So a couple of points I need clarification on. Why does Mia just steal one of the cars... And then why does Vin Diesel immediately not trust Reyes' goons? And they get into a scuffle. I think it's because... Uh, All that went by really fast, and yes. I don't know if it was just me. Was or it, if the movie did, did like, it. Vince say something to Dom about, like, don't trust him or something? I feel like there was some information passed. Well, what it, I think it, the idea was that... Um, she was like, I think they, they were like, all right, Mia, drive drive the car out. And um, they, like, didn't trust her, so they were trying to take it. Like, they were like, no, 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 we want to drive it. And, like, there was some, and I, there was some conversation where they, like, settle it, where they're like, okay, well, it, you know, it doesn't matter. We're all going to drive to the same place. Um, but then, 
Or may, I think maybe that's what it is, is that one of Reyes' goons says to another one of the goons, uh, we're all going to drive to the same place hmm. or something like that, and we can steal it. We can take it back there or something like that. Oh, uh, okay. And so I think they, they catch that. Maybe they say that in Spanish or something like that, and uh, Vin Diesel or Paul Walker knows, or Vince knows maybe. I don't know. Somebody knows. Okay. And then and then that's when I think Vin Diesel walks over and says, change of plans, go to uh, – go back to where we were staying or somewhere. I don't know where he tells her to go exactly, but mm. okay. Gotcha. That yeah. seems like a weird assumption for those guys it's, to make and be like, they won't understand what we're saying. The relationships very quickly fell apart in, in yeah. the, the trade. I don't know exactly why, but it was something along. I fine. guess if they're just supposed to be like idiot goons. Yeah, sure. sure but sure. I don't know if that's exactly it, what it was supposed to be. Maybe they were talking quieter and Vin Diesel just suspected. I don't know. It's, it's something along those lines. It's not like super clear. I agree. Yeah. Like it's a, it's that, a that seemed a, a little flimsy to me, yeah. especially cause it's like the setup of the entire conflict <laughs> of the movie. Yeah. Um, sure. But the the scene itself was cool. Mm-hmm. All the action's really really nice. So they've got that. this weird like Mad Max vehicle that's like mm-hmm. got a ramp on yeah. the back that, that drops off the cars after they they uh, blow torch into the the car and or the um, train car and then uh, yeah the vehicle like they they spiral out of control and ends up like Paul Walker's hanging from it as it's dragging along the side of the train and it blows up on the bridge. Uh, they they drive the train drives over a bridge at one point and Vin Diesel just takes a guy and chucks him into the bridge just kills oh, a guy that was with a bridge so good and it was and there's that great clanging sound effect yes. <laughs> he throws him out and he goes bank you don't <laughs> so see anything awesome. he just he just chucks him and just see, see, yep. what what you guys missed and may, maybe this is a part of the Snyder cut of Justice League Vin Diesel immediately turns around looks at Paul Walker and says I killed a man. <laughs> now I I will say on Amazon right from whence I rented this. They had also an extended edition that I didn't get. Interesting. Hmm. I don't. I don't know how much longer it is, or if hmm. it's even a difference. And because Amazon will often promote two of the same thing, right? But yes, we'll have to. We can investigate. I believe a little, I watched a little burn on Bezos there. Um. So uh, <laughs> a curiosity that I had: Vin Diesel goes to Elsa Pataki's house and is like. We're going to have sexual attraction, but I won't do anything about it. Which I actually kind of like. <laughs> I kind of like that he's yeah. consistently getting very, very close to women. But, like, he's he won't be with anyone but Letty. I like that continuity of his character. I think it's a little much that he keeps being so flirtatious with them. But it, the point is, um, he's there, and they're having this crackling chemistry. And secretly, she's like, dude, I'm married to Chris Hemsworth, like... You're great, but I'm married to Thor, so <laughs> yeah. Listen, why does he? Excuse me, Bloodshot. You need to back off. <laughs> yeah, for real though. I'm married to Black Hat. Okay. Um, <laughs> my heart is in the sea. Did Men in Black the fourth one? <laughs> the fourth one. Why did he want the crucifix that she had? Her necklace. Because he like. That's why he's come to her house and steals it from her, right? Like, why did he want that crucifix so badly? Wasn't it uh, Letty's? Am I wrong? Okay. Or was it, it that's just, what I thought. That, I, that's what I assumed. I assumed it, it had something to do with Letty, but I, I knew it was yeah. just obviously well, mental to him. They transition into a conversation about her husband having died, and they realize that they've both, ha- they've both lost someone, mm-hmm. yeah. and they kind of bond over that. But I couldn't tell, like... Is this the hint that Letty's... I mean, I know we get the 
confront confirmation that Letty's still alive. But is this just like a hint for that? And how does she have it? And how did he? Hmm. Just a little muddy on that. Well, she got. Do you, do you did you catch when she got it? Do we need no. to clarify? So she got yes. it when During the Vin chase Diesel in the favelas. Yes, there's a she, she ends up with it. a chase where oh. Dwayne Johnson flushes out um, all the all our crew. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Vin Diesel has to push her out of the way when she confronts him because a bunch of the uh, Reyes's guys show yes, up. Yes, that's right. That's right. And he he kind of uh, I think he, he he pushes her out of the way. They end up on the ground, and then he runs away before anyone can catch yeah. him. And then she sees it on the ground. And she's like, "Oh, oh!" So he dropped it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then re okay. Then that that answers everything. Okay, gotcha. Cool, makes sense. Um, the I only did other. Oh, go ahead, Brendan. No, I was gonna say I did, I did like that she, what that she wasn't anyone's that we had a female character that wasn't anyone's love interest. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. it was really cool, and I even liked the way they did Gal Gadot and Han getting kind of getting together. There's a lot of flirtation, but it's not like they I handled mean, it in, in a very subtle way that mm-hmm. I was not expecting. Yeah, we're just like, okay, yeah, that's a thing, and then obviously all the stuff with Mia and 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 Paul Walker. But I like that we had a female character in here who was. I guess Ava Mendez as well, who is yeah. just like a member of the team. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also like that that they're able to bond over their their love of like cars and, and how good mm-hmm. they are with operating cars. Yeah. Um, like Han sees her drifting skills and he's like, "Well, she's the one for me, guys." <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's also handled without a ton of dialogue, which ordinarily yeah. you would think, "Oh, that's." The, the romance feels rushed, yeah. but no, no, no. It's it's very well handled, and I think it, it, it's mainly because that's not the, at the forefront of the movie. That's just kind of a side thing. I remember we talked in the Phantom of the Opera episode about how we don't buy the relationship between Raul and Christine because we never really see them flirting at all. Right. And they have so much more time on screen together than in this movie. <laughs> now, look, I know. we're always People are always comparing Fast Five and Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. Call it Fastum of the Opera. It's but. the great debate of our time, Britain. Yep. It really is. Now, why can't the Phantom be in a Fast and Furious movie? <laughs> why can't Gerard Butler be in a Fast and Furious movie? That actually would be pretty fun. That's true. I, I, um, I need him to have more good things to do uh, I, I buy him as the brother of luke evans charlie's theron and jason statham <laughs> if that's actually the family in this movie i'm their cousin gamer <gasps> F- Fur- <laughs> furious has fallen uh is he in those Ooh, is that I, the right I, one i thought you yeah, were, were gonna say i'm their cousin geostorm <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the final movie is they have to drive in the geostorm Somebody's got to stop it. Oh. <laughs> oh, I went. I went. Vin Diesel to punch a tornado. Um, that now, so Geo I just storm would be the the time to do it. I did want to uh, to go circle back though on on Gal Gadot and um, Han. Who's Han's actor? Uh, Sung Kang. Sung Kang. Okay, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I might um, be getting those vowels wrong, but yeah, sure. Um, but the, I really like the scene between them where they go and they're trying to like find a way to get uh, Reyes's fingerprint, fingerprints, handprints. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they have a little discussion where uh, Han says something about her that he he observes. I think that he that he observes that she's or he knows she's that former she, military, specifically former. I think Israeli military is what they uh, insinuate. I could be wrong. I think so. uh, yeah, well, because Gal Gadot herself served in the Israeli military. Yes, but I think they yeah. speci- there's something in there. Oh, where I, I think, think it's yeah, I think they do references. say it. Yeah, um, 
And then she mentions, well, you know, I can tell that you're a former smoker because, like, you're constantly eating these chips, which is a fun little bit because that was also in Tokyo Drift. He's he's also constantly eating snacks. And so that's a fun little, yeah. like, pull yeah. through where they continue. They, like, flesh that out a little bit. It's not, like, a thing that anybody was begging to be answered but it's just a fun it's a fun way to no, have these it, characters obs- yeah. show that they are interested in observing each other and like are both smart characters that are getting along well um and then uh i love the bit where han is like oh well uh you know you, we're gonna need to come back with like five guys you know i don't know how we're gonna do this like there's just you know he's surrounded by bodyguards yeah. i don't know how we're gonna use handprint and then Galgadot is just like well you know that's this way because uh, she originally i think volunteers to come with him Mm-hmm. And part of it is your assumption as the viewer is like, oh, well, she just wants to like hang out with him and have more time with him. But then like she kind of insinuates here like, oh, and actually also part of the reason I came is because I figured you were going to not be able to do this and I can do it. And so then she walks up and she like flirts with Reyes and he ends up like it's it's <laughs> doesn't she say don't send a man to do a yes. woman's job? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and he ends up uh, touching her butt. <laughs> which is a plot point and is <laughs> weird um but also so, like something I, that is also excavated by uh Tej throughout the film a real he really sleuths out how that went down <laughs> yeah. i really like that he keeps bringing that up well that's wow. a fun when 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 he when him and uh and roman when they first like make like make that joke and they start laughing and, and they're just so amused at, at at themselves and they're just laughing to yeah. each other i was just yeah. like this is great well that's and, and so because i want to highlight why this is like at least coming from the other movies where there's a lot of just like oh we're looking up women's skirts basically like we might as well right. be in like you know it's just completely like very very male gazy um this one it's like okay well Gal Gadot is actually she's she's doing this on purpose. She's taking advantage of this guy that's with her, her sexuality. That's one thing. Um, and then yeah, uh, Ludacris makes the joke. Did, did he uh, slap that or, or grab that or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, but which is which is maybe a little over over the top. But also there's no like jokes from that point on about like him having her her underwear or her bikini bottom or whatever yeah. like there's no yeah i feel like there is like if, if oh if this were a michael bay movie, exactly Tyrese where i was going ludicrous would be fighting over that underwear for the rest of the movie yes. and it would be a running gag yes and it would get real gross and it would just be too much and then but the fun the the, re, the thing to me that kind of really pulls around is that later when they find out that uh, mia is pregnant they make the same joke to her and it's kind of like okay this is more like it poking like fun at play, her and paul playful, walker yeah and so it's like, it feels so much less gross <laughs> than the previous yeah. movies uh, in that regard. Because that's really as far, like, uh, in terms of, I, I, and there's a couple of race scenes uh, where I think they've got, like, people, women scandally clad. But it's it's a lot yeah. less obnoxious than it was in the last few. So points for that. Well, because, yeah, and this movie, I feel as, as male gazy as it is, it's pretty female gazy as well. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of like men with their shirts off and men and like a, a lot of Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson, like really highlighting their chests and everything. The rock and sweaty. Stop sweating. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, yeah, the rock, every, they, they pulled that rock out of a river. Cause every scene he's in, he's just coated. Even when yeah. he hasn't like, he's just like gotten out of the car and walked over. He's like, Hey, um, 
Oh, it's nuts. Also, I will a uh, little light, little uh, movie hack from me to you. If you watch this movie and pretend that Dom doesn't know where babies come from, all those scenes are so much fun. <laughs> when he, when now uh, I gotta when rewatch like, the movie with that context. <laughs> when she's like, "We're gonna have a baby," and he's like, "Really?" and he has this kind of clueless look on his face as he's hugging both of them, like, "But where? What, <laughs> but where'd you get it? Does it come in the baby car? I don't understand." <laughs> Where's my that, hero cake? I, <laughs> I I do want to say because we had, I think we talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, I do I want to compare. I want to just just put in your minds and compare his like monologue where he's talking about his dad. Um, he's talking about how I think he says basically that his dad wasn't really around, or maybe there's yeah. Oh no 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 no! Because no, he said he's it's not that his dad wasn't around because he's saying that his dad um, helps out with uh, Mia with her homework. And like he's, right, he's given right. like a really sweet monologue about him. Compare that to the monologue about him talking about his dad dying in the first movie, and how much more yeah. natural this one feels. I mean, it's not like you know the biggest, the best again performance ever. Um, no, but it's so much fit, more fitting for like him and sort of his range and his tone uh, yeah. in this movie where he's talking to Paul about like, oh yeah, yeah you and know. the thing and the things in particular that that Dom is as a character cares about. Yes. Because uh, he's, he's saying how sweet that was and, and talking about that. Oh, yeah, and then, then Paul mentions that, you know, oh, well, my dad wasn't really around. I never really knew him. And then Dom's like, you're not going to be like that. I kind of had a, 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 a kind of big realization during that scene because I don't think there's a whole lot of big franchise films where, where two guys are just talking about, like, mm-hmm. fatherhood families. <laughs> and it's like, it's like a real heart-to-heart scene. Yeah. And, like normally that's saved for like romantic sequences between between a guy and a girl and it was just nice that it's like oh it's just two friends kind of just having a heart to heart there why, is why is that yeah. not in more movies for as much like male posturing as there is in these movies there's a lot of men like sharing their feelings yeah. and and this is something that I'll touch on more in in a later movie as we know this will become very uh, relevant Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is something I've enjoyed about these movies is like they're not as sensitive as like men need to be in action movies, but they're way more sensitive than you would expect men yep. to be in, in right. movies. And they have been throughout the series, which is which is really nice. And and I think I kind of t- took points off of the last movie because I felt like it and Vin Diesel's performance went too melodramatic in this one. I felt like the balance was was mm-hmm. good so that even when is that those are the scenes I'm thinking about when I say that. The movie drifted into that a little bit, but it never went too far. Yeah, with that, like, yeah, this is good stuff. Yeah, and and specifically, I'm talking about comparing as well to the monologue in the first one where he's like, "I heard the car metal wrenching and the flames right. were every there, and I was, yeah. I heard someone screaming, but it was actually myself." And like, <laughs> he's he's so much more just like in the movie <laughs> in this one. Like he yeah. he feels he's settled into the role so much better in this. Um, and I think the writing is a lot more tailored to him, uh, and it, it's just a much. It makes for a much uh, more immersive <laughs> watch because he's he's just better. Um, yeah, and it was nice to see a movie where there wasn't a monologue about how when you're behind the wheel of that car, it's like <laughs> everything just stops. It's just you and forever, or what, and, or something and like that. Nitrous. I feel like yeah, I loved how the nitrous is in this movie once at the end. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Mm-hmm. That one it's, little it, like, it feels oh, we like, still got it. It feels like a, a payoff or like a like a reference uh, yeah. the way it's played, and it's great. Um, 
Yeah, it's yeah. It's I thought that stuff. was really good. Um. So uh, the final, the final chase. Are we jumping right there? I feel like we should. We should. Uh... Okay. Yeah. I, I want to ride that crest out once we get there. Um, okay. But just I want to I want to talk a little bit more about some of the individual things because I, I some other bits and pieces I really like. Um, I like that they immediately when they decide they're going to rob Reyes uh, for all his all his money, um, they go and reveal their faces to him and be like, "Yep, we're the guys mm-hmm. who are going to rob you. We're going to do it." And then uh, that they know that that's going to sort of trick quote unquote him into putting all his money into one place. Um, and and specifically like trying to avoid that. And so I I really like that. I like the way they do that. I think that's a, that's a good bit of like, Oh, his Dom's Dom is a good criminal. (laughs) He can be clever sometimes. (laughs) Um, and I love the way they all react when, uh, he puts it on the police station. That's a fun twist. It's like, Oh yeah, duh. He's got everyone in his pocket so he can do that. Um, and there's bits like that throughout the movie in terms of, like you were saying with them planning, they, there's the fun, nonsense where they blow up a toilet <laughs> to uh get have an excuse for um leo and santos is that what decided to set their names um yes to come in as, as, and pretend to be plumbers who i think are a lot of fun in this movie for even if they're not like particularly well established or memorable um i think they're they're fun and they have a good chemistry in this uh and they come in and they they're pretending to be plumbers and they're like actually oh, setting yeah. up a thing where they can wire into the the circuits and see the cameras and everything and uh, they're all trying to test out the uh, to see if they can beat the surveillance camera because the frames are slow enough that they think maybe they can get past it, but they can't. And so instead they steal police cars, um, which never really comes back because by that point they've got uh, Dwayne Johnson's big tank thing. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, it's uh, I think that they, there's a lot of fun, like actual heisting <laughs> going on in yeah. this movie. That That is a lot of times when you hear heist movie, you're kind of like, okay when when you yeah. actually watch it like they they may not really dive into it um but this feels i mean the middle of this movie feels like an ocean's 11 movie like it's it's uh or an oceans movie i don't know um, tyrese having to go in to to get the box mm-hmm. in, into their uh the, the the safe room or whatever was just delightful and that's a really clever little thing too where he's he's playing it as like oh i i want i gotta take this in here so i can look around like i want to make sure the security is safe and like it seems like that's what he's trying to fight for but then it's like oh no he never planned he never like really figured he'd be able to get in there he was just leaving the box so that he can then leave right. the box there so that the guard will you know like that that's a fun little well, interchange also, well also just the nice twist of he thinks he's flirting with with the lady uh-huh. And then she walks away <laughs> and he has to deal with like the tough guy. tough looking guy, yeah. And he keeps trying to like compliment him on how handsome he is or something like that. Yeah. And we see that guy later, right? Like as they're breaking out. Do we? Don't we see him? You maybe right. do. I don't, I don't remember. I like I think he like he kind of looks at Tyrese like what? <laughs> I don't know, maybe I invented that. You're probably right. That's a lot of fun. There there's there's good bits in there. Um I, I have I have a couple of questions slash concerns with this portion of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, number one is just Vince coming back, and not so much that 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 Vin Diesel ends up welcoming him with open arms. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's so quick. Yeah, family, dude. Like, no, hey, like he, he nothing sends is fat. Nothing. He's clearly like, I don't want you to ever come back. And then when he does come back, he's like, All right, fine, you're here, Alex. Nut. It doesn't matter how furious you are. Nothing is faster than family. 
<laughs> that was okay. All right. That's very good. All right. Um, now, all right. Whenever, whatever the last Fast and Furious movie is, I don't know if it's going to be 10 or 11 or whatever, that needs to be the tagline yes. on the poster. Yes. <laughs> that has to be it. I'll call yes. up uh, the, st- I'll call the studio. Call Vin. Call Vin. Hey, Vin. Um,. I know you're probably storming the minds of Fandelver really like or whatever, but having to, having to call call a man and uh, formally call him Mister Diesel. Hey, Mister <laughs> Diesel, did you know your first name means vehicle identification number? Kind of, kind of, <laughs> kind of works out. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I was gonna say, I uh, yeah, it is a little fast. It's kind of just like, oh, he's back. I guess we're doing this. But it, I think they also sort of play it in the same way as they do with everyone else who comes back in general. Where they're just kind of like, yeah, Gal Gadot, she's part of their team now. It's fine. They're all getting in here. They're all getting in. And so I feel like it kind of slides in under that where it's just, we're getting the, the whole team back together. And then he comes back and it's like, oh, you know, I Vince is like, I didn't know at all about the chip. I was just trying to, like, uh, figure out what they wanted, you know, and, to, and I was just taking apart the car or whatever. Like, that all is, I, I think enough for me to get it and i i think yeah. that vince i'm not, I'm not gonna say it's it's nonsensical sure. I, I just think it's a, it's a little rushed but given how much how many characters we have in this movie and, and everything that's going on like it's it's not a, it's not yeah. that big a deal yeah but i think that that there's also a really good conversation between them and dom um where or him and dom where he's like dom's like we always got room for family it's you yeah. know it's it's actually like a well, sweet yeah. monologue or well, the discussion thing i got I confused about i immediately thought when vince came back i was like Okay, he's going to betray them, like mm-hmm. like what Britton said earlier. And then we get to the scene where everybody's like, all right, we're going out in the police cars. We're going to start this heist. We're going to get into position. And then they're just kind of standing there. I don't know what Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, and, and Mia, and Vince, what, what they're exactly doing at this point. They're kind of mm-hmm. just standing there in the, the warehouse. And then The Rock shows up. And then the fight happens. And I immediately thought, okay, Vince is going to be a turncoat. This is, mm-hmm. Okay, this is mm-hmm. going to happen. And then it, that doesn't happen... And then in the next scene after that, after Vin Diesel and The Rock fight each other a lot in, in a Which is great. cool fight scene. Mm-hmm. I um, want to touch on that, yeah. And then Vin Diesel spares him. Then everybody's just back in the warehouse, so I guess they just called them back from the job. I don't know. The, the editing on that seems sure. very, very strange to me. I think I just read it as, like, they all, like, left. Because I doesn't do... That feels like something where you would you would have it be everybody is about to leave, then the Rock yeah. and his men show up. Everybody else is being cornered by 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 the Rock's guys. Basically, what happens? We just have more a little more, more info there. on what happened. Yeah, um, um, that that felt like I don't. That feels like something where it's like, is there is there more that was cut out? Is there did they do like a rewrite on the day? Sure. Something feels wrong there, and I can't quite put my finger on what it is. Yeah, a little bit sloppy. Um, a little bit sloppy. Once, but, once again, not not a deal breaker by any means. It just seemed kind of off. Yeah. Uh, but I I did want to touch on that fight because I think that's for one, it's a it's a crazy fight because they're both these just huge dudes punching at each other and smashing yeah. through walls and windows and stuff. Um, but then also I really like the ending of that because. Um, Vin Diesel is like continuing to fight him as everyone is basically screaming like stop it's you're yeah. not going to accomplish anything like don't what are you doing just stop fighting and um, Vin Diesel picks up a wrench because uh, mm. he's about to beat Dwayne Johnson's head in like he did the guy who killed his dad um, yeah. as a little, little callback and then Mia is like screaming at him and then he, he smashes the the wrench down right beside him and it's, it's a really fair, well that's shot exact, that's 
to be fair, they do like the, the exact same thing in the last movie where he's beating Paul Walker and then Mia asks him to stop and he stops. Yeah, but I'm saying like I just think that this is more powerful than. Oh yeah, definitely uh, more powerful. I, I think but, but because it is a repetitive. because it's it's so like in the, in that case it was like oh they're just fighting, yeah, doing a fight. I don't know um, because they're angry at each other. Yada yada yada. Um, this one is like he's continuing to fight even though the situation's hopeless, and it's like he has to prove his his masculinity and everything. Um, well, I, I just like the, the bit where I think the rocks got him in like a headlock or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he looks over and he sees Mia like yeah. at gunpoint and she's like screaming. And I really appreciate a, a fight scene where it's very clear in the performance that they're being emotional mm-hmm. and like they're angry and upset. And that's why they're in a fight as opposed mm-hmm. to, oh, it's just a dance. It's just choreography. Um, like that's that's why a lot of the, the fight scenes and like the newer Star Wars movies work better for me yeah. than like a lot of the prequel fights because a lot of that just feels like a choreographed dance as opposed to more emotional fights at least in terms of the performances being given. Yeah. So, Vin Diesel being angry. Thumbs up for me in a fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. Um, and then from there, uh, of course, they, they get in the Rock's big tank uh, and... Raises men. Also, also well, well j- just right before that, I, I actually bought the Rock deciding to help them with the mission. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, for I, sure. I, when when it got to that point, I'm like, is no, this gonna... is. I'm talking about after this, or before that, because they all go in the tank and he's he's carting them back to wherever, and then raises men show up and ambush them, and then he has to, uh, th- because that's oh, yep, yeah, that's right. that's how they actually convince him is because then he's like. They, no, they, I, I was missing a whole action yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, like, I think he's like one of the guys like about to shoot Dwayne Johnson, and then like yes. Paul Walker shoots him. Yes, or Vin Diesel. Or I whoever. think Vin Diesel shoots him. Yeah, um, yeah. And and they all going to do a big shootout because well, it's nice because the whole reason that they get out is because they ask Elena. They're like, hey, you know, you got to let us out. You got to help us fight because all your guys are getting massacred. Um, yeah, and then uh, and it's surprisingly emotional seeing the Rock's men get. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. like that bit where, where one of them is just kind of like hanging out of a car, and like yeah. he's already down for the count. But then they just drop a couple of grenades yes. on him. I'm like, oh my guys, gosh. that's just not fair. <laughs> he's down. Yeah, yeah. Um, this movie is brutal with its its like gun violence. Too. Like the yeah. earlier in the earlier we mentioned that they raid the favelas um, to Dwayne Johnson's men do, and they like mow down a bunch of Reyes's men. Um, Which as 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 the uh, video game normie that i am that that was straight out of a call of duty campaign sure sure (laughs) there there's i think it's like the second modern warfare game there's a foot chase through favelas in rio de janeiro and it's it's basically that another thing i wanted to mention about that that i almost forgot um vin diesel and dwayne johnson do the thing that uh aquaman and black mana do in aquaman um they run Oh, like one's running down through a hallway, and then Dwayne Johnson's running oh, on the yeah. roof. Oh yeah, yeah. And they and they have to like escape through. Like they're both going a different route, but they're on top of each other, and they both like smash out at the same time. Like they do the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, well, I love when I Dwayne Johnson smashes out of that window. Oh, mm-hmm. it's so cool. Yeah. Well, one thing I thought that was interesting is that another movie from just a few years before this, The Incredible Hulk, has a chase scene through the favelas in Rio sure. de Janeiro. And that's a universal movie as well. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just thought that was a weird connection. <laughs> that's interesting. Same universe. 
confirmed. Same universe. Um, specifically, uh, have we already made this joke that specifically the Ed Norton Incredible Hulk movie is <laughs> yeah, set I think in the we Fast have. and Furious universe? I think, I think so. <laughs> it's not an MCU movie. It is set in the Fast and Furious universe. <laughs> I need to see Vin Diesel get in like a, a, a screaming match with a monologuing... Um, Crap! What's what's the name of the guy who the the actor who gets turns into mind man? I forget the villain's name, mastermind, whatever he he is that, it the leader Tim the Blake leader. Nelson. Yes, the leader Tim Blake Nelson. Yes, um, it, I want I want Vin Diesel to be mon- or yelling at him while while he's monologuing about how he's going to destroy the world. <laughs> I need I need that <laughs> conversation. I want Vin Diesel to fight Mega Mind. So, <laughs> um, but. In that that shootout, uh, Vince gets shot, and they realize that he's dying. And then uh, it is a really nice little thing. I I really like this line where um, not too long before that, Vince is like, because they're about to roll out for the mission, uh, Vince is like, hey, I got eyes on Mia. And he tells that to Vin, uh, to Dom, Mm -hmm. because, you know, she's pregnant, obviously, and he's, you know, trying to protect the family. Um, And then uh, he's telling about Nico, I think. Because, he, yeah, he mentions that he's named after Dominic. Um, is this the first time we learned that his name, his full name is Dominic? Is that, is that, no. a, is that supposed to be revealed? I, th- I think we, I think think we knew that, that at the beginning. They yeah, probably mentioned so. his name at some point. Yeah. Anyway, um, if nothing else, they Dominic you Francis Toretto. Correct. <laughs> they, uh, the, here, after Vince gets shot and he's about to die, um, Dominic tells him, I got eyes on Nico. And this is a nice little yeah. thing. Um, this the script is good. It is a good script. Mm-hmm. It's clever. I know it cares. And I want to say it's the same screenwriter since like Tokyo Drift. Could be. I think it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check on that. Could be one of those so, things where they're I just mean, getting better it, at it. I mean, once again, it's just nice, like the continuity. Like, okay, we're, we've got the same guy. Like he he knows he's helped build this universe. He knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Yeah, he started <clears> with Tokyo Drift. He's he's. He's been a screenwriter on some other action movies, like I think Wanted. He's on that. He's on Forty Seven Ronin. Oh. oh, he's he's a producer on the Tom Cruise Mummy. Well, then we gotta do it now. <laughs> Same universe. Same universe. Um, the uh, from there, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson uh, does agree to help them um, because. Oh hey, these guys just massacred all his men, and he's upset. He wants to get back at them, uh, get back at Reyes. And I totally bought that. I, 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 thinking about it separately as an idea, I, I would have thought, oh, like within the same movie, mm-hmm. it's not like it, this is a relationship that's been built up over two or three movies of him hunting them. I, I, I thought it was going to be like super flimsy, and then it ended up being fairly believable within yeah. the logic of yeah. this universe. Yeah. The, especially with the way they've established his character, like we were saying, like how he's got kind of a code and yeah. like he is he is strict about how he does things. Like I think it all works fairly well to tie that together. Um it's good stuff. Uh then we get to the the final the final action scene. <laughs> now is this the scene where they're all in the police when like all four of the guys No 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 I'm thinking of an earlier scene when Paul Walker and Vin Diesel Yes oh my are, God. are in the police cars. Because there's this really funny part to me where Paul Walker's like, it's been so long since I've been behind the wheels of one of these. And Vin Diesel's like, I spend more time in the back seat. And I was really hoping he would say, I've made out with a lot of cops. 
I wish. They call me the bear claw. Oh, Dom, come on, because it's like a donut. No, I get it, Dom, stop. We're trying to do a race, and you're just being nasty. <laughs> I, I do like how the streets are, like, completely empty sure, during that sure. scene. Yeah. But it well, is it is fun because they're, they're all on or whatever. so it's like, oh, you know, they can kind of use the excuse of, oh, everyone's getting out of the way of the police cars or whatever. Um, yeah. But that is that is a fun a fun little race sequence uh, yeah. where they're all betting they they all are, are betting money they they haven't even stolen yet uh, and going to race in four police cars and Tyrese Gibson's got his sirens well, on trying to like once again our characters being excited about things gets me excited about mm-hmm. things if Tyrese is going I'm gonna beat all of y'all and he's like screaming at the top of his lungs I'm like mm-hmm. I kind of want you to beat them all yeah they're and they're all <laughs> they're all yelling at each other and, and insulting each other and it's great uh, it's yeah it's just and a lot I, of fun. I, I do love like uh, Paul Walker finally gets his win against Vin Diesel and they're like you know he slowed down <laughs> yeah you let your win the... And he's like, no, 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 you, you don't, you can't take this away from me. And then they're like, yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> well, that's good stuff. It's the camaraderie. Mm-hmm. It's nice. This, it really, <laughs> it really is about family. Um, like yeah. it actually, they, it comes through. <laughs> like they, they make it yeah. work. They yeah. make you feel like that is the case. That is, that is what these movies are about. But um, it, it's really nice because, like, obviously. Dom and Mia are are blood related, but but it's just nice that everyone else is is part of this family by choice. Mm-hmm. Everybody is is voluntarily like, oh, this is just like a very tight knit group of friends. Yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, that's that's why the um, Dom and uh, Brian's conversation about like we we're talking about with the fatherhood really works because Dom's also talking about like he would always have a, a barbecue. And like everyone would come come over after church, and you had to go to church if you wanted to come to the barbecue or whatever. And like yeah. that's it's such a like sweet like inspiration for him to want to continue to do that. And how we saw that in the first movie, and he does it again here. Mm-hmm. They they will have a big cookout. Um, there's just a lot of really sweet stuff that's just like oh, they care, <laughs> they like each other. The movie tells me they like each other, and they actually do. <laughs> um. But yeah, the big, uh, the big, the big action piece, the big set. Yeah, it's crazy. It's awesome, thing. and it's crazy. And there's enough physics for me to accept it, but not mm-hmm. enough physics for it to be real. Like I love when they kind of slingshot the the safe to crunch a few of the cars chasing them. Yep. Oh man. Oh, and they mix it up so much too, um, because the it's for anyone who hasn't seen it. The setup is that basically. Um, Dwayne Johnson smashes his big tank into the side of the police station, uh, which I don't know exactly what their plan was before that. Um, but you know, it worked out. Yeah. Uh, I guess they changed things a little bit. Um, but then, uh, Dom and Brian attach their cars to the, the safe and they drag it out of the wall, uh, and smash it through. And they're, they're both using their cars to drag it along with these cables. Um, and at, for some of the race, they're like, it's dragging behind them and they're smashing cars by like swinging left and right. And then later they like get caught up, and so uh, Brian has to like reverse into it to push it while Dom is pulling it, and yeah. they keep mixing up how they're doing it, and it's just a very fun like mixture of of approaches to this thing that makes it for a very creative action scene. There's just a lot of good stuff. Well, I I really just like when we get the reveal at the end that oh they switched the saves yeah. like when they were underneath yeah, the tunnel, great. and I was just like oh yeah. They totally had a fake safe that they were practicing with earlier. Yes. How did I not remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was awesome. 
Um, yeah, th- this movie is not bloody, but it is. If I were a car, I would not be able to watch this movie. Car, <laughs> do you, like, it's just it's cars are getting crunched yes. and decimated, and I think like I mean, a lot of real cars like it's crazy yeah well can we talk about I mean, that's how- the joke we have when we were talking about the transformers movies of like the violence that is inflicted on these things <laughs> if, if they were humans like oh my god um but specifically uh dom throws his car at a man uh, <laughs> yeah. he's he's that that entire sequence so they dom and and Brian, they they drive out on the bridge and they're like, we're we're slowing down, you know, we don't have enough speed because this thing's too heavy, we're not going to make it. And so then uh, Brian unlatches, and Dom turns around and just like matadors right at them and like smashes <laughs> back and forth like he's he's flinging the, the the safe around somehow and just mashing through people. He's using the nitrous to get a boost, and then the it turns and he he does like a whip around where the safe like swings through and takes out one car. And then he jumps out of it as the car just gets launched. The car, his car that's attached to it, gets launched from the the torque, and smashes into their other car, the Reyes's car. Uh, and it's it's beautiful. It's it's yeah. cinema. It's um, it's majestic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Cinema. Citizen Kane. The four hundred blows and fast, and five. fast five. Yeah. Hundred uh, <laughs> percent. No, I know what you mean, though. Criterion Collection. Um, <laughs> I did think it was weird that right after that, Reyes' right-hand man is the, like he's about to shoot um, Dom, and then Paul Walker is just like magically behind him, with, mm-hmm. even with his car. So it's not yeah. like, oh, he had to run up or something. It's No, no, he drove up. <laughs> did yeah. you not see that? Did nobody hear it? <laughs> yeah. There's an ama- There's a moment in the movie where they're talking about trying to get past the cameras, and they're going to need a car fast enough to get by this one particular camera. Yeah, and they say we couldn't do this unless we had like an invisible car. And I went, "What if the next scene was them talking to John Cleese?" <laughs> I thought you were going to say Pierce Brosnan. I'm like, okay, I'll Pierce Brosnan in a Fast and Furious movie. Let's do that. John no, Cleese I'm talking would be better, about. <laughs> I'm talking I don't have about. To say it would be better. The yeah. Pierce Brosnan Bond movies crossing over with Fast and Furious. <laughs> but John Cleese has to be the one driving the car. <laughs> he is the, he's the drift master we're just going he's to get a exactly. drift king he is the new DK exactly also I think his name was DK we've been calling him BK I think it was DK no it's DK yeah we've been saying oh, okay. I, th- I think I called him BK in a previous episode <laughs> he is I the Burger King he is the DK Burger King be- because of my favorite line when Lucas uh, Black goes Donkey Kong <laughs> yes Donkey Kong I did. I I did like the, the gag where it's like, oh, we have to go like win a, a one of these faster drift uh-huh. cars, and then it still doesn't work. So then they just go do it again <laughs> to get more cars. Like I I don't know. There's well, a, there's a r- lot of really just nice gags that they use based off the logic and and sort of the the previous set mm-hmm. pieces that we've had in the other movies. Well, let's, I love that they go and they go in a race to like they're they're like we're 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 race we're putting cars up as our bet. This yeah. this random guy, he's here now. We got to you got to beat him. Um and then they they race some guy on in a in a street race and like Vin Diesel's challenging him and he's like, "Okay, you you think you can win my car or whatever?" And they just cut and the, they've got the car. <laughs> like they don't even yeah. show the race. They're just like, "He won." <laughs> it was not You guys have seen enough of these. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Um <laughs> That's a fun bit, uh, and yeah, just the the whole movie is full of that. It's there's just constant like good stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, 
I love Dwayne Johnson's reaction when he realizes they switched the safe at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, it's it's he just like burst out laughing. Um, yeah, it felt very much like the end of the first Pirates movie. Yes, not not. I, I believe Norrington also says we'll give him twenty four hours sure. as a head start or something like a <laughs> day's funny. head start or something. Um, but it felt very much like the end of the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. interesting. Also, a very good movie. Yep. Also, a very good movie. <laughs> there's a there's a part in this movie where Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson like do the beast beastmaster shake where they like grab each other's forearms. <laughs> no, it's it's and after I, I, he they're lifting. Uh, or he's lifting uh, Dwayne Johnson off the ground after the big shootout. Right, right. <laughs> and it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's glorious. And they grab each other's arms, and I was like, well, now I'm just thinking about Arby's very big, meaty sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> That's see. basically what this is, is a commercial. Like, I would not have been surprised if, like, the little hat came up in the corner. There is there is one part in this movie where there's a guy wearing an Under Armour t-shirt, and I don't think I've ever seen that in a movie. Uh, and I think that's all you really need to know <laughs> about Fast Five. <laughs> Like, it's a clear, like, product placement thing. It's very funny. Um, yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, I love the montage of them all getting, like, they all just, they got away with it, and they're spending their their, their millions on stuff. The little, mm. the last little bit with uh, Tyrese Gibson and Ludacris, um, oh, where Ludacris yeah. has his garage, and Tyrese Gibson shows up, and he's like, I got this car, look at this, it's amazing, it's the only one in the Western Hemisphere, there's only four of them in the world, and then Ludacris is like, Oh yeah, we're gonna drive in in that. Oh, I guess there's two in the Western Hemisphere, and he he has the same car. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's very funny. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, Han and Gal Gadot are driving to, uh, like Berlin or something, or they're in Berlin, I think Berlin driving yeah. somewhere. And then she's like, "Didn't you yeah, want to go to Tokyo?" And he's like, "Oh, we'll get there." Wink, nudge. I'm gonna die eventually. <laughs> Well, they were talking to their travel agent, Ray Winstone, who's like, where should we go? Sure. And he said, Berlin! And so they went to Berlin. Um, who else is it? Am I missing? Did they show what, what? Uh, Leo and Santos do with their money? I feel like um, they do, but I can't remember. I, they do, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah, I can't remember either. They do show it. <clears throat> oh, but then you see, like, Dom and uh, Mia and... Um, Brian, and they're on yes. the beach, just Kokomo in it out. And they, uh, then they, uh, they do a Rocky three, and it's beautiful because uh, they're like, <laughs> "All right, I want a real race," and then we don't. We, they just, oh yeah, they get behind the wheels, and they we don't know what happens. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's a really fun movie. I had a good time. <laughs> I I feel which like furthers, which furthers the conspiracy theory that's not a conspiracy theory it's just a fact that I am not the one who should be choosing what movies we do because <laughs> I was like let's take a break let's do Terminator Dark Fate <laughs> we took a break for the best one so far yeah but I feel like it's I don't know I needed that movie last night you know yeah uh, just like a good raucous time mm-hmm and it didn't. I mean, it's long. It's two two and ten, but it doesn't yeah. feel like it does. It, you could probably trim it down, but it doesn't feel like interminably. Like, why are we? Why are we here for two and hours and ten minutes? Right. The way a lot of movies like that feel nowadays. Well, I think like like a, a movie that that has this type of structure, like that ending, could have just gone on forever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 
and it's it doesn't. It's a testament to, yeah, how how well it's structured, how it all kind of comes together, and how fun that action scene is. Um, so I wanted to. Well, let, we can go into grades, and then I'll talk a little bit more. Um, remind me again what I gave the first one. B plus. Okay. You guys go first. I'm curious. <laughs> I think I have my grade, but I'll wait. Britton, what are you feeling? I'm torn between B plus and A minus because I I feel like we're gonna get even better than this, and I don't want to like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let me do B plus. Let me do B plus. Okay. I I, I think I'm gonna go B plus as well. My one concern with with it moving forward, I do want to know if at some point the craziness and just how ridiculous it gets, if that starts to overstay its welcome sure. and or cancel out the character work and the relationship stuff that they're trying to do. Because sure. this one, I think sure. Tyler Tyler said it perfectly. Like this, this handles all that stuff. Like it balances it all very, very well. So I'm wondering if that balance is just going to be skewed moving forward. I don't know. Fair we'll point. See. Yeah. And I was kind of feeling that like that too because this feels like this is the big team up movie, and so it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. well, the way it plays the ending, it, this almost could be the last film. Yeah. Aside from the the stinger, of course, right? But yeah, so yeah, uh, no, I definitely agree. I'm intrigued. Um, I'm gonna go A minus. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. He's I'm, risking it. I'm going in. I I, <laughs> I really really enjoy this one. Uh, I think it's a little bit sloppy in places. It's not maybe like high art, but I think it's a very good movie. Oh, absolutely. I think it is a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, I did want to mention, so this is the fifth, fifth, as the title would suggest, the fifth Fast and Furious movie. Um, so if we look over at uh, the Marvel Marvel Studios at, up to this point, or up to the Avengers, I guess is my comparison. Um, Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Incredible Hulk. Um, Thor... First Avenger, Cap, yeah. uh, and then Avengers. Um, so if we are saying Hulk is Havsies, you yeah. know, um, Hulk's part of Hulk's split between these two franchises. So they're both at five and a half right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, so, I mean, we what 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 is the math on that? <laughs> yeah. Um. So then that would make Avengers sort of, I mean, fifth or sixth. Um. Th- Warner Brothers at this time <laughs> was losing their minds over how to make how to fast track their big Justice League movie. Well, well hold on, hold on, hold on. I, not even like if we're comparing like at what point within their, their cinematic universe. Green Lantern came out the same year <laughs> as Fast Five. Very let's, true. Had not even lest considered we forget. <laughs> Okay, fair. Uh, even better. But my my point is that, like, there was a lot of them really, like, obviously, like, because at this point, um, or because after Avengers 2012, then obviously they, they were already working on, and then they really, or no, um, sorry, Man of Steel was 2013. So Man of Steel yes. comes out 2013. And then immediately after that, Avengers made so much money, and they're like, all right, we got to really like just go all out for this. And so then they go, and they do their BVS, and they do their Justice League, and it all falls apart horribly. Um, they're, they're trying so hard to, to milk that superhero money, 
But this movie, I mean, it didn't make Avengers money, but this movie did really, really dang well. And then over the next two movies, getting up to, to Furious 7, I think, made like one and a half billion dollars. They got so jealous of these movies, they had to steal one of their actresses, Tyler. Yeah. No, but <laughs> that's, that's the only that's the only success the DCEU has had. You're probably right. But my point That's not technical. My point but is you know what I mean. My point is that they weren't they it seems like they were so fixated on making their own superhero universe where like there's this other thing over here that's just proof that if you just continue to make consistent movies and care about the continuity, you're going to make good money. And I know that right. uh, Furious 6 would have been 20 was that 2013 or was that 2014? Does anybody I have any 2013, idea? Because I, I think at this 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 point they're two years apart. But let yep. me check. That sounds right. Um, and so it's just kind of like it's fascinating to me that there so many this or that Avengers is really the thing that kicked off the the obsession with cinematic universes. But yeah. like this this franchise is doing real well, and this is basically a team up movie. Like this is we're pulling in characters from various places we've got you know han is now like a, a main supporting character as opposed to um just showing up in the last one so like now we've got like an, an established character from tokyo drift and like we're continuing to to pull all these guys back in and it's like you you care about the continuity and you, you making a fun team-up movie and people it made money and people liked it and ava mendes came back for a stinger yeah and and yet like everyone's you know, losing their minds of their Marvel movies. I'm like, they got there first. <laughs> like, I know, I know they didn't, again, they didn't make as much money. And that was, that's obviously the main reason everyone lost their minds after the Avengers, but it did really well. And like, it was a launching point for a very good, uh, series of box office hits. And now is a box office, like, you know, tentpole. And so like, it's just very funny to me. And especially cause it's from universal. Who's also like dealing with, uh, their dark monster mummy verse. Um, it's just, it's like, oh, wait. Actually, they can do things. <laughs> Fast and Furious 6 came out in 2013. Okay. Excellent. Movies. This is a Can't franchise live that with shouldn't them? work. This should be one of them where this should be a Predator or an Aliens or a Terminator where it's really just like those first one or two movies. That's all you've got of your concept. You can't milk it. You can't do it. It it cannot sustain itself. And then Fast and Furious shows up and says, we're a car racing franchise. (laughs) We steal DVDs and sometimes, I don't know, uh, safes. Yeah, 10 million. (laughs) Sometimes 10 million dollars. 100 million dollars. Yeah. The reaction on everyone's faces when they do actually get the safe open, open is priceless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, good stuff. <sighs> um, are we waiting on my recommendation? Or are we getting out of here? <laughs> Whatever. We were just kind of, I think, rambling. Um, just being friends. Because it's been a while since we just talked this, like excitedly about a movie and so that's we're true. just we're getting it all out wow that's true yeah because like i said i mean the previous four movies like i don't dislike them they're not bad movies mm-hmm. they just they haven't made me this like jazzed yeah where this one has consistent 
action sequences and consistently interesting. And their action sequences are also unique to each other. They don't feel like you're not watching the same thing over and over again. Yeah, right. It's not just a different kind of race. They're all very, I don't know, they're unique, interesting, fun action sequences. We also, we didn't even mention that the way the first action, the kind of opening action sequence ends is uh, Vin Diesel gets Paul Walker out off the weird, crazy, he like drives his, his, his car out, out of the train car oh, that's yeah. messed up and, and that just works out fine it's fine um and then he he gets paul walker right before they hit the bridge and they keep driving and there's just a cliff and they just drive off it <laughs> they just leap out <laughs> yep. of the car and it's a it's an effectively uh, done bit like it looks good yeah. and it's cool um but it's just like oh all right that's there's also a minute where, where paul walker's wrestling with a guy who has a blowtorch and i was like paul walker versus fire <laughs> uh that opening like it sets the tone for that movie so well yeah. And, like, it's a movie that clearly has some digital effect work, but there's a lot of practical effects. Like, it's mm-hmm. very impressively yes, done. I, I, I feel like I've neglected to mention that since m- one of my criticisms for some of the, the other movies was that they're too heavy on the digital stuff. This one, like, I, whenever it was practical, like, I felt it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Man, I just, I don't know. I always get, now I'm at the point in my life where I'm just worried about environmental impact of movies. <laughs> and so I was like, Okay, well, what did they do with all those cars after they were done destroying them for their movie? They made birdhouses. Oh, okay. <laughs> Aw. Little self-sustaining solar-powered birdhouses. Correct. I was going to say, they were turned into a bunch of Coke bottles or, or Coke cans. Yeah. And then thrown in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> Got one more use out of them. So they were, they were technically recycled at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what's your uh, what's your recommendation? Do you have one? Yeah, I do. So, I feel like my last two movie recommendations haven't been perfect. Like, I mean, great. Like, quarantine. I've been seeing a lot of people talk about like how stressed they are and how upset they are sure. and everything. So, I'm going to recommend a movie that always makes me smile, and it's a documentary called "I Know That Voice." It's a essentially just like a Talking Heads kind of thing where they talk to a bunch of different voiceover hmm. actors. I'm a huge voice actor nerd. The first time I ever connected an actor with a character, like I was really, really young and I went, oh, that name played that name was the voice actor, Jeff Glenn Bennett, who's, he played Johnny Bravo and a bunch, he's amazing. Mm. And he's in the documentary and you've got like John DiMaggio and Tara Strong Mm. and Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill are both in it. I'm all the way back to like June Foray who voiced Rocky from Rocky and Bullwinkle, like er, the original show, like, it's a little bit about the history of voice acting, but it's mostly just a bunch of really just like nice people talking about this cool, weird job that they have. And yes, you do get to hear a lot of them do the voices, which is one of life's most <laughs> potent pleasures. Like I love seeing footage of voice actors doing the voice. I think it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. And like Kevin Conroy has a really sweet story about playing Batman. And I think you get to hear a little bit of the Joker from Hamill and sure. like, there's just a ton of people in there that I loved getting to see. And it's just a really neat, like, frothy, fun, you know, if, if, if you're feeling a little down and you need to pick me up and you like animation and video games as much as I do, I know that voice. Sounds good. good. times. I have yeah, a non-recommendation. Oh, <laughs> okay. No. This is not um, what we were looking for at all. I recommend you don't listen to Zack Snyder's impromptu <laughs> commentary track of Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, the ultimate cut. So, um, in which he says, like, um, 
cool, and he learns absolutely nothing. So, um, I, I don't know if any of you, either of you guys, this is not a recommendation. It's not a non-recommendation, but it's not a recommendation. Everyone this is already... something he actually did, like, literally yesterday. The oh, day I'm aware. I'm aware. Recorded. I'm aware. Um, no, no, uh, for Britain. I don't know if he knew that. Okay. Uh, but, but I'm saying, uh, the Tiger King is a thing that's come out recently on Netflix, right? Yes. And the main yes. character is this guy who owns a bunch of tigers. His name is <laughs> Joe Exotic. Uh, sure. And right. People probably already know about this because everyone's been talking about it. You were going to say it. his name was Tiger, Tiger um, King. And he's, mm, obs- like he's obsessed with this lady, right, who uh, who is trying to, to buy up his tigers because he, he breeds tigers and she's allegedly an environmentalist lady or she, she's trying to be an activist and stop him from doing it. It's uh, the, the documentary is all kind of about the fact that they're all kind of hypocrites and horrible and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, but this man uh, does continue to do a like uh, television, like a like a really crappy uh, online television show about uh, his what he's up to, and he constantly talks about this lady. Her name is Carol Baskins, um, mm-hmm. and he's constantly talking about her. This metaphor and... can go one of two ways, <laughs> and it just it you know just felt relevant uh, right now to your, your non recommendation. <laughs> In, in, in this in this metaphor, who is the tire king? Is it me or is it Snyder? Well, I don't think Zack Snyder is getting on the internets to talk about uh, how the Here Come the Sequels bros are continuing to try and bring him down. So no, I, mean, I mean, I mean the reverse. <laughs> what do you mean? What's the? I, I'm constantly bringing him up that's in my, conversation. That's, that's my point: is that you are Joe Exotic, and he is Carol. Okay, so he is no, Carol no, Baskins. I, I, well, I, I was thinking the other way, and of course we're over-explaining the joke, which renders it not funny anymore. <laughs> Zack Snyder is obsessed with his movies and, and the fact also that he fair. is no longer attached to DC movies, so he can't stop talking about them either. Also fair, Alex, but I feel you... like you've reinforced the, the original intention of this metaphor. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> Alex, when you started and you said Zack Snyder's improv, I thought you were going to say improv show? <laughs> I mean, it was I would improv. Love... I would love if we were like you were sitting at like UCB or Groundley or something, and Snyder ran out like, "Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Zach. Uh, we're gonna get started in just a minute. Uh, first, in the name of a body part and a piece of artillery, let's go." <laughs> Scratch that. I do have. I, I want to recommend the commentary to Britain and Britain alone, just because I want Britain to perfect a Zack Snyder impression. I need that in my <laughs> sure. life. Oh, I mean, at what cost? <laughs> I know we have all got more time than usual, but Tyler, I thought you were gonna drop. Portrait of a Lady on Fire, since you are currently the most cultured member of this podcast, having watched that movie. <laughs> it is a good movie. Which I really want to see, I just haven't yeah, watched it. Yeah, uh, it is, for anyone who didn't catch, it is now on Hulu, um, not to date the podcast, but also we're all in the middle of a pandemic, so you know what, this, yeah. this is going to be most relevant to the people who are listening to it for a bit of escapism. Um, yeah, it's uh, now on now on Hulu, and it's good stuff. Uh, it's very French, and uh, weird, and pretentious um but uh very good performances and just like a, a very interesting neat good movie um yeah. yeah i'm stoked to get on that one i've started a few movies that i need to now finish um because that's how i spend my that's how i do things apparently but yeah that is that is high up on my list is that technically a movie from this year or last year uh last year okay okay cool cool, cool. yeah because i was i was like 
Oh, I, yeah, I ought to catch up on some more of my 2020 movies. Oh, that's right. There aren't any. <laughs> well, there's Sonic. What are you talking about Bloodshot. There's Bloodshot. There's Ben Affleck playing a basketball coach. Um, yeah. I actually I do want to see Invisible Man. Oh, yeah. Um, Spencer Confidential. I think Onward is going to be on D plus pretty soon. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. It's actually Friday, I think. So there's. I think you're right. There's something. Yeah, I want to see that. Good stuff. Yeah, because I've only seen like three movies from this year so far, and I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna catch up. But also, I think I don't know. I don't know. The Invisible Still Man see... looks looks. Uh, it does better than the Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's separate from the Dark Universe. Yes, because the Dark Universe uh, burned to a crisp. So they're like, all right, let's just do standalone. Yeah, multiple cheap times. Movies, like we should have done from the beginning. Yeah, let's just let's just do some do some social commentary. Hey, Blumhouse, get a little bit of moss in there. You like making things on the cheap that, for the most part, are, are fine. <laughs> Take it. Truth or dare. <laughs> but also get out. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, do you have a recommendation? Recommendation? Something you have enjoyed recently? And not not the feeling of freedom when the commentary <laughs> track was over. <laughs> Did you watch it with the movie? No. Wow. So no. did you just sit right, in a right. room just with Zach in your ear? No. Let me give some context. I, I, as, as you said earlier, Tyler and I have been working from home. So really, like, okay, I've okay. been just listening to YouTube videos and, and you know, Spotify, oh, gotcha, things gotcha. like that while I'm just kind of working away on the computer. So at some point, I was just like, oh, it's it's literally on YouTube. Like somebody posted it. It's off oh, of his social okay, media okay, account. Okay, Let sure. me just turn it on. And I listened to like half an hour and I stopped. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That it's makes three sense. hours. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, well then, do you do you have some, like a positive one? And his 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 wife does walk in at one point and, and is kind of talking with him while the movie's going on, and it's kind of sweet. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember. So if I've watched any where should I put movies? So Zach, where should I put the sprinkles on these cookies? Right between the ice, sing. <laughs> but then, how are they going to stay? On the, how are they going to stay on the the cookie there? And... Well, because they're, they're it's like. It's like imagine if the the icing is the hot dog bun and the sprinkles are the hot dog, <laughs> but it's also on top of a cookie. Um. <laughs> recently, I I rewatched Animal House, um, which is <laughs> I felt the need to watch something that was just really funny and really light. And, and no, that, no, that movie does the job. It is, um, yeah, go, it is go, go for uh, it. Zack Snyder's best movie. So <laughs> I. I honestly think that is one of the funniest movies ever made. So, <laughs> if you want a good laugh, that definitely wouldn't get made today. <laughs> uh, who are you, Todd Phillips? Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, y'all, <laughs> mm-hmm. y'all, uh, y'all enjoy your your uh, get rest, <laughs> be healthy. <laughs> You can't really enjoy what's going on right now, but like you know, did you get something out of it? Yeah, we, yeah, we. You know, five, there, there are silver linings to be had, sure. to be found. Um, yeah, you can you can find us online at here come the sequels You can find us on Twitter at hct sequels. Uh, you can find us on Spotify and on iTunes. We search for here come the sequels, and then also email us at here come the sequels at gmail dot com. I've been Tyler. I've been Britain. And I've been Alex, and you're having a fast five kind of night. Everyone watch it. Go go do it. Yeah, this now. Is, this is a good recommendation. I order you. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
No, th- yeah, this is this is this is the the three-way recommendation. Yes. Go. 